Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. It's now time for Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue, Joe Grande, and Mark and Craig Wasserman, the Pot Brothers at Law. We're the world's number one podcast for everything cannabis. Hello and welcome to Cannabis Talk 101, the world's number one source for everything cannabis. My name's Blue, alongside him is Joe Grande, and Joe... Let us know what's going down on the show. Well, I want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast, Cannabis Talk 101, all around the world. We greatly appreciate each and every one of you guys for tuning in and checking out our show. Make sure you go to the website, CannabisTalk101.com, as we are the world's number one source for everything cannabis. And call us up anytime and say hello, 1-800-420-1980. Go ahead and check out our Instagram page, Cannabis Talk 101. Of course, all the YouTube videos, too, that are on our YouTube page at Cannabis Talk 101. Well, Blue is at one Christopher Wright, Hello. and I am at Joe Grande 52. And I got to remind everybody about Cali FX. Their full and broad spectrum hemp extracted products contain CBD, CBG, and some 1,300 plus other elements and are naturally derived substance from the hemp and plant. Check out the tinksters, waters, topicals, and vape collection. Go fill the effects with Cali FX. CaliFX.com is their website, and their new drink is amazing. Oh. I just had it the other day. I, I just can't say enough about I it. I haven't had. Did you have the THC one? I didn't have the THC. Well, did I? I don't know what I tried. No, I think they I, handed me the one that wasn't THC. To be honest with you, are you sure? Was it so. here or was that I think the, it was here. Oh, if it was here, it was here and it was on my desk, and I don't think it was THC because I didn't feel any pain relief of like this tingly sensational. Yeah, like you didn't nod out. Yeah, you know I mean, like I didn't feel like. Ooh. That being said, somebody that's <laughs> not going to nod out with us, our guest today, Adam Moody. Thank you so yes. much for coming on. He's the director of manufacturing at Alchemy Twenty Nine, extracting and processing. Now, check out the website alchemy-29 which is a-l-c-h-e-m-y-29.com or on instagram at alchemy.29 over at alchemy29 they are crafting the future of cannabis cultivation and extraction now this is amazing about these guys because they're all chemists so attempt to purify mature and perfect certain materials at Alchemy 29, they have a passionate team of chemists, cultivators, genetics, designers, PhDs, and connoisseurs dedicated to purifying 
maturing and perfecting the cannabis at every level possible and listening to you adam outside i know you said you geek off just staying in the lab doing this yeah they are crafting the future of cannabis cultivating and extraction now adam went to the university of california educated in business economics and political science with specializations in operational organization optimization manufacturing process labor utilizations throughput and competitive analysis Welcome to the show. I actually had to look up the word throughput because I did not know what that means. And that's just very thorough. And I loved it that I had to even do research on that. Adam, welcome to the show. It is great to have you. I want to talk about your company. And just to even put this out there for the listeners, we're also going to talk to him because he worked at Lowell. And Lowell was a whole dynamic of drama and ironic things that happened. And I definitely want to go down that road with you, Adam. And I know you're open to it. But let's talk first about what you're currently doing because... This company that everything I just read is right up our alley, meaning you guys are doing research. You guys are looking for what's best for people. You guys are using chemists. You guys are doing PhDs. You're using all these people that have brains to create things to better make cannabis use for the environment, right? That's what you guys are doing. Absolutely. And we're thinking towards cannabis 3.0, you know, it's all about modernization and evolution of industries. And we're thinking it's finally time to come out of the shadows and, and start putting in automation, start putting in research, development, and, and proprietary methods. And, and Adam, back us up to, you know, how, how do you even get involved in something like that? What does what your childhood take you to before you like, oh my God, you know, you're playing with all these labs and you're a chemist basically? in there messing with, you know, multi-million dollar property entities and all these other things. How does that even come to you? Walk us through your story. It's completely surreal. To be honest with you, I never thought I was going to get into the cannabis industry. It happened kind of all at once. So I, I moved to Irvine to go to college to start my business degree. What, UC Irvine? UC Irvine. Okay. I'm an anteater. Right. An an I live up there yes, in Lake Forest. Sir. Hello. Yeah. So, so I, I, I got on the internet and I, at the time, I think it was, it wasn't weed maps, but they had a, a different one of those propri uh, marketing websites. And I remember Leafly I found Leafly or something. Leafly before yeah. even Leafly, yeah, we, we well, take a look at I, Cannabis Talk One Hundred and One. That's a good website. That's a good one. Weed Finder. Weed Finder. Oh, yeah, placeholder name. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I looked up a dispensary and I, I I found what advertised itself as a Los Angeles dispensary in Lake Forest. So I got in my car. I had headed down to Raymond Street right off of El Toro, and behind this uh, sushi restaurant that couldn't even spell all you can eat, there was a dispensary. And behind this white <laughs> door, there there was this tall gentleman and his two bud tenders and and. They were just hustling out of cur jars. And I remember standing behind six or seven people waiting for, it must have been 20, 25 minutes for them to get me to the front of the line. I remember I, got, I walked up to the owner and I, I just said, you need another guy on the scale? And that was my first day in cannabis. Adam, yeah. did you know that that shop was illegal? Uh, at the time, this was 215, so like they, oh, they, they were claiming to be legal. But, yeah. but, but once again, <laughs> let me ask you the same question. Adam, at that time, did you know that that was still an illegal, illegal shop, shop, no matter what you're saying? I had no idea. <laughs> I, I, I was bushy-tailed and bright-eyed. I, I didn't even know what Isn't to do. Isn't that so funny, though, about the industry? That like thinking when you say Lake Forest, like, doo -doo -doo, there's nothing no, legal. No, That's no, far yeah. south. Never. You better go further south, or you better go north into Santa Ana. Never, never. Yeah. <laughs> and I there's came no from legal. L.A. There were dispensaries here, and we just used to go in and out of them. Like, yeah, it was right. Probably a lot it of illegal like ones they too. Were all illegal. <laughs> Aren't they all legal? Or, or, or no. legal. <laughs> right, exactly. It's, it's, but it's hard, and, and I'm not uh, condemning you. Well, the, the I'm, I'm actually using is, it as is, like is, everybody. No, would but think he's that. talking about 10 years ago, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean this, this was is, 2005, 2006. Yeah. Not only that, but it could happen it's, today, dog, in Lake Forest right now. Some kid that's you know 20 years old, oh, 21, going, oh, what do you mean? Is it legal? 
It's yeah. legal here yeah, in California. Yeah. No, and 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 the they truth is, it. is, is it, it is happening. And not yeah. only that, they're they're working there and they're like telling their friends, "Oh, I work here." And where do you live? We've Locally. talked to girls that work at shop. No, this shop is legit. It's and up I'm and like, I'm like, no, it's no, not. it's not. You're in Anaheim. Oh no, we're super legit. No, no you're not. You're here. You can't yeah. be if you're here. You're, you're on. Like this is be called what it is. You're on Lincoln. No. So you're I think not. you guys are seeing ahead of the story a little bit, but like you can see the dispensary raid on YouTube. Help yourselves and go watch. Oh, there's a raid. Yes, there was a raid for this dispensary, and that's. That's when I found out that were you there for the raid? I was. I'm on camera in that raid. Oh. Tell me the story of the raid. Walk us through that first Let's experience. Go. Oh so. yeah. So so the, we, we we get this like just we hear this shuddering bang. And by the time the raid happened, I, I was managing this dispensary, counting money in the back, making trips to Humble. So you went from the front to the manager. Oh, wow. I, I, went, I went from a scale to a manager in three weeks. Nice. Yeah. No, I, 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 I elevate quickly. So, so I'm, I'm sitting You're educated. in the back. I don't know. I expect nothing less from you. I do, I do the best for my, where I work. So I was happy to be there and I was doing good work for this guy. And so we hear this giant thud at the door and then another giant thud at the door. We look down at the cameras and we just see it looks like just guys with machine guns and masks. At first, we don't even know that it's the police. We think we're getting robbed. robbed. Yeah. yeah, First, your first instinct is these guys are, are robbing us. First thing we do is we try to hightail it out the back door, and then you get a uniformed guy, puts a gun right in your face, and that's the moment you realize, oh, shit. Right. Wow. This it's is real. It's the cops. Yeah. Yeah. It's the cops. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. so you, 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 you walk your butt back inside, you get on the floor, you spread your arms out, and then you, you start pondering to yourself, where did I go wrong? You know, like, where... Where did this legal operation yeah, yeah, that, because yeah. again, at the time I was 20 years old, I, yeah, very bushy tail. Yeah. Like I, I walked into there like as a customer thinking, I man, like I, can, I like weed, I'll get a discount. Like yeah. this is yeah. cool, this is a I might even get a free pre-roll. I, yeah, man, this guy's got tattoos. He's way cooler than me. Like, he, like he's, a, he's got my back. Oh, fuck it, let's go. Yeah, and you know how it was back in the day. You like always had like the pretty girl up front, the receptionist. Now you have a guy with a gun and a body armor. But back in the day, like it, yeah. that was your greeter, you know, They're like, so it, it was a very different for a time back then and and i remember that was when i learned stubbornness you know like after we after we got we bailed out of jail we we found all of our houses were destroyed all of it they took all the flour but we had been storing our hash in the freezer and under some ice cream and they left the ice cream and they left all the hash so after getting absolutely tarantino level blittered <laughs> obliterated we basically just put the hash and the ice cream out on the shelf and just reopened the dispensary we're like Got to start somewhere. And like all, yeah. all of our contacts at the time felt bad. They immediately sent their couriers down. They immediately resupplied the store. And probably three months later, raided again. You know, like, like yeah. they, they, don't, they, take a, they don't find it very promising that you do the exact same thing immediately after they tell you that it's wrong. But again, I was stubborn by this point. Like I, sure. I was self-righteous. I, like our lawyer had told us, we were going to get you off. This is absolutely, totally fine. You know, you know, you always hear that story of this, like these impassioned defenses, but no, you just sit in court for six years and talk about nonsense, you know? So, so like, what happened? How, what are, so, so eventually I did stop doing retail. So like I, I agreed with the district attorney. But you went to the jail, you, you served just oh, in and out? 11 days in and out. I Ooh. ended up pleading to a misdemeanor and I painted the curbs at Huntington Steep State Beach. That, that was my penalty. So you had to plead. You, nice. So misdemeanor. You, misdemeanor. Yeah. Okay, misdemeanor. Uh, okay. It, it, renting or leasing a location for... It's called, per, it's called community service. Yeah, it was community service. Yeah. And we'll let you go. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I got you. Yeah, so they, so they, so they let me go, but, but like they, uh, with a very strong warning that this is not for you, and like go do something else. You're a smart kid. Go, have, go do something else. So, so my brilliant mind decides that I'm going to go start growing weed in Santa Cruz. You know, like, no. like what's the next step? You know, yeah. like go behind the tree. So you did get a case, though. I did. A minor one, you know, yeah, like yeah. like I, I, infraction or misdemeanors. Pro, yeah, like mi misdemeanor probation. So I had informal. to I had to be good. Yeah, it was informal. It was, and it you was, went to go grow, grow weed. <laughs> 
I, I mean, uh, don't go that, that's maybe. what we always have been told is you just go up north and you get a really good probation officer and then you just go back to work. You know, it's like education. Like, yeah, I always hear back you guys talking about university. You know, like I, I went to UCI for college, but like I went to upper division weed school. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> that was grad school. There we go. Grad school. Exactly. <laughs> I, get my doctorate. So we started doing Forever Flowers like d- during the end of Prop 215 when, when uh, recreation was coming in. And, and we, we did eight uh, uh, light-assisted greenhouses on a, sand, on a Watsonville property. And, and now the entire county is covered in them. Really? Yeah. It, 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 it's really just an honor to be a part of it. To, like, we, we, we talk about it tongue-in-cheek like, like we knew it was illegal. But I, I don't think that really mattered as much as it does now. You know, like na- now we have to keep clean and make sure that like we, we operate our businesses with the utmost like efficiency and compliance. But like back then, like there wasn't compliance. Sure. You, you know? can buy cannabis from anybody who's selling it and put it out and this and that. Now, like even working at a company where you're at, you're like, OK, I, we can't do none of that stuff. Yeah, they, we they can't write... grab this, can't grab that. No, it's got to go straight through this. And no, it's got to go through metrics. Exactly. And everything else. I mean, it, it's such a it's such a different, um, you know, industry, but but yet needs to be. Uh, you know, so regulated at the, at the moment because, you know, if not, then there's too many corners going to be cut, right? And, and the safety of wh- whomever is taking it in, I guess, would be important. 100%. I couldn't agree more. Like, fast forward 10 years, and I'm doing a forensic audit with CDPH as a representative of Lowell. And, like, I passed that thing with flying colors. And this is the same wh- whippersnapper who thought he would go to, to Santa Cruz and learn how to grow as a, like, informal probation audit, you know? Like, I have a clean record now. I live scan for compli- for licenses. And, and now, now I do believe, just like you, that we, we need to clean the industry up. Passionate operators are not an excuse for cutting corners, just like you said. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and again, I'm sure we'll talk about That's it a little about bit more. You know? <laughs> exactly. It, like, there's so many talented people in this industry, yeah. but like the ones that we talk about most are the ones that really just crash it straight into a brick wall for us. Well, do, do you want to touch Lowell before we get into your new company, or you want to go? Let's, new let's company start with before, the new company, and then let's we'll start go with the new We're going to come back. We're going to talk to Adam Moody about his new company, Alchemy Twenty Nine. It's Cannabis Talk One Hundred and One. We'll be right back after this. Keep it locked. We'll be right back with Cannabis Talk One Hundred and One. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, 
offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue Joe Grande. And the story goes... The story goes, as we're talking to Adam, there's so many things that we're going to touch on. But before we do, I just want you guys to know that uh, known as the Cannabis Factory, CannaAid uh, Canna has one of the first brands on the market, you guys, with Delta 8, but they don't stop there. So today they carry Delta 9, Delta 10, THCO, HHC, THCV, and so much more. So Google Cannabinoid Factory, you guys, Cannabinoid, uh, CannaAid, they are doing big things. You definitely want to check those guys out over there as they do that and talking about doing big things adam moody i love what your company's currently doing right now everything i've read so far so and, and everything that you talked about and i overheard you speaking on the stories of the labs that you're in and the things that you're making and the first things that you've made and created and come up with and you're such a, a i like to call genius to be honest with you because like when i hear you you talking and people like you talking about things like that i go that's fucking genius because who comes up with making glad, making this, making that? And how do you even fathom trying to do and come up with these different things? So what is it that your company is doing and what are you doing over there with them at good old Alchemy 29? So we're trying to introduce a new concept called farmed package where we want to vertically integrate the entire process that takes the distrib distribution model and starts it from processing. So we really want to go to the farms. We want to help them do the final harvesting stage take it to one of our auto-curing facilities that we're designing ourselves, and then use that process to break it down into the different products that people want to sell, and then use our distribution capabilities to move it. The goal being is to, to basically cooperate with the smaller farmers and the social equity partners that are really getting left behind. Like We, we, we wanted to start with a, a lower-income county so that we had the opportunity to work with farms that were, were really falling behind. I mean, once you had the decline in weed prices, a lot of these guys don't really have the capability of getting their product to distributors that will package it so we came up with this model that what we would do is we would just take that middleman out and become that become that partner with the brands so they still own the ip they still own the packaging they still own the genetics or they can acquire them from us but the idea is is we take out the need to buy a three hundred fifty thousand dollar machine we take out the need to buy a production line and, and all of our lines are automated. So we're talking about minimizing cost per touch so that we can do this at, the, at a savings to an operator that would otherwise have to finance equipment to enter into the space. The goal, obviously, for any co-packer and white labeler is to, to give them a step up, and then eventually, obviously, they'll, they'll develop themselves and make their own product. But by putting me in the role that I'm in, I can really give them some insight on how to design products that they would not have otherwise thought and how to use different byproducts to maximize profits, increase revenue, and, and really create market share where they didn't otherwise think it existed. Now, 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 now is that a service that you're, you're taking on? You're saying, okay, here, you grow it, send it to us, we'll cure it, and we'll take it from, from that point. So you just drop off the, the raw cut. Right. The raw cut gets shipped down some kind of fresh frozen or something or keep it cold. However, they get it to you, whatever the case is. And then you cure it in your facility. Then you're going to package it into pre-rolls, extractions, whomever, whatever. Right. Because you carry all the licenses to do so. Correct. 
and then you're going to distro it for them or for you? So the e either choice. So by creating the full service vertical, that the, the option really lies with the client. So if, if they have the opportunities to distribute product themselves, then obviously that will stop at a processing level. Uh, some farms will only have us dry, cure, trim the material, perhaps put it into a bag or a jar, but not distribute it, in, in which case we're happy to do that. What we're trying to do is is offer what, what in other industries is kind of a common market co-packer. To totally get it, yeah. No, I totally, and I love it. I, I love it. It's, it's what the industry needs. Well, yeah, I mean, some some people some in the people need that I mean, because they don't want to buy everything that you're saying. If not, they have to go buy it, right? No, you have to, a lot to of that, start doing oils or start making well, creating well, abstracts. Well, a lot of the operators, okay. There's two two types, right? There's the guy that can do the whole shit himself, right? The, so he's vertically integrated. He can produce it. He can make it. He can distribute it himself. So that guy, you know, and and he has the facility and the know how to do, right? But then there's the guy that has all those licenses but really can't do it just because he's already taken on this monster. He's already trying to get this monster off the ground but just doesn't know how to distro it maybe. You know, maybe he's packaging it, but he's like, fuck, how do I distro this thing, you know? And, and, and so on and so forth. There's always those breakdowns. But, but as you look into, you know, what I'm, what I'm foreseeing for this is that there's a lot of operators that need this service right now, and I have one. You know, I mean, you know, for example, there's a, a social equity applicant that we have. They, 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 and they're just starting up their license, right? They, but they've got the, 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 grow, uh, the grow license, the extraction license, and the um, distribution license. But they don't have the grow set up yet, but they have the building. And it's in Long Beach. You know, they have all the licenses, and they're social equity, and they're just, you know, trying to make it. Now, is that someone you'd help too, or is that like they're not far, far along, far, far enough along yet? So, at, honestly, the the vision is in, in development. So, our our goal is to to fully launch this capability for harvest season this year, with with our primary avenue for clientele being the outdoor and the greenhouse operators. But 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 again, we're we're indifferent to the material coming in because we have the capacity to run larger scale uh, operations at. at fairly efficient processes like our for example our solventless hash washer takes a process that usually would take four hours and reduces it down to 45 minutes gotcha yeah and, gotcha. and, and, and where's your facility at uh lake county california so we, we lake county at? lake that? county that's in between napa and sonoma uh, so so drive to santa rosa and then drive through a forest and you'll come out of the backside of a hill and, and but you're here in orange county I, I i come down i travel a lot to make sure that we stay What's relevant you're out there I am out there now. Oh, well, thank you for coming down to the show. Absolutely. Yeah, appreciate you taking the little yeah. drive. Absolutely. You're staying the night there. tonight, right? I am. Nice. Uh, we got a bed in the back. Don't worry yeah, about don't it. Yeah, don't worry. We got you if you need a place. Perfect. I just need a cot and like a little sheet and we, I'll, we, be, I'll we, be comfortable. We, we have it. We got yeah. you covered. Yeah, don't yeah, worry do. about that. And uh, help yourself to any snacks, food, and drinks and whatever. Yeah, how did you find this company or did they find you? Uh, it was a, it was a mutual effort. You know, you know, like I, I had just f finished my work at Lowell and I, I was looking for an opportunity to kind of put my flag into the ground and, and, and really represent more than just a single brand, but, but a part of the I industry. And, and I felt just like you mentioned that this is something that's really needed and something that's really being overlooked. And, and it's an opportunity to really put my name on something that I'm passionate about. So when, when I was faced with the opportunity, it was a big move, you know, like I'm from Sherman Oaks. So like going up to Lake County where the entire County has 67,000 people. Wow. Sherman Oaks has, has 80,000 in Sherman Oaks yeah, <laughs> I, I, on my block. I think I had 30,000 just down in the Encino side. <laughs> so, so it was really a culture clash, but I, 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 no regrets and I'm not looking back. And I, I, I really love the community that I get to be a part of the way that we look at it is, is Napa didn't start Napa. We have an opportunity to make Lake County like a, a Napa of, of, of cannabis. Sure. Like we have an opportunity to bring high paying jobs to a, a, 
a lower income uh, county. And we're, we're talking about developing very large plots of land for, for cultivation, and, manufacturing. And the city's in, in on it. They're, they're, welcome, they're welcoming the, the growth. The can so we work with the county. So a lot of these are what's called census designated areas. So we don't always work with cities. What we do is work primarily with the Board of Supervisors. It, because it's a small county, it, it, there's growing pains. You know, you've got 243 applications and you've got a Board of Supervisors with a very finite budget. I, I mean, they do the best that they can. That, that's honestly why we, we, we're just patient and we're waiting to get this operation fully up, up and running. We're focused on, on micro farming our, our own genetics and, and specializing at what we're good at. And, and like I said, we're, we're very confident that we'll be up and running by the, by the time the first harvest comes out this year. October. And you were mentioning That's outside huge. something about getting frozen cannabis and doing 350 pounds at a time. Is that what I heard? Fresh frozen, right? Fresh frozen. So we, we have a solventless reactor that is capable of running 350 pounds of fresh frozen per, per wash. And it can it, that that converts to roughly 130 pounds of dry material if you wanted to run trim. So so I mean we're we're talking about the capability of running a ton a day through that material through that machine and wow. and what our goal nice. is is food grade solventless for the for making edibles for making topicals we we think that that really is where providence exists you know like like remove food grade topicals edibles etc yep and just creating the byproduct for them so we don't really want to go into the the formulation of those different things but we want to bring the cost of the by the constituent materials to to something comparable to a distillate so that you would have a choice you know like creating that market segmentation is important to us because we're providence people like what you read there is like we know our product and we care about the chemical composition we, we care about everything like sure. down to the down to the molecular level so so we're, we're we're really trying to be that that google alphabet of cannabis where you're always constantly developing and one of the things that really drew me to the company is is the fact that i'm really always told to focus on side projects and and keep ambition going for, forward you know when you're in startup mode very often you you get put into a single lane and you get told to operate in that lane just I, do this just, just do, do this. this stay here stay here this yeah, is don't, what you don't, need to do. don't go for shiny objects stop just go and just do this. I get the opportunity to participate with the, the Cannabis Alliance for tax reform for the, for the state of California. Fantastic. You know, like, like that's not even related to anything manufacturing. And it's this great opportunity to be able to talk about tax law. It's a great opportunity to do public uh, public speaking demonstrations in front of, front of government. And it's a great opportunity to just understand how you create change. You know, the cultivation chat tax is now making up roughly 40% of, of outdoor uh, sure. revenue yeah. if you can sell it. So, so I, I, I think it's really important that we all, we all band together. So one of the initiatives that we're leading over in Lake County is we're, we're going to all the counties that have cannabis operators and we're going to those boards of supervisors and those city councils and we're trying to have them pass them a mo basically a, a request to the governor Newsom to suspend the cultivation tax yes. until the tax reform comes in. And, and, and you know, having a crystal ball and, and word on the streets, where do you see it going? Taxes. I mean, realistic. Where, where do they go from here, right? Because there's so a tough question too. Well, and I know, I know, but I mean, you know, you know, if you don't have a solution or an answer for it, you know, what I mean, like, what, what's the solution? So my, my first opinion is that a fixed tax is probably unfair until we figure out what the r realistic bottom of our industry is. Like it, all commodities have a market price. Cannabis does not yet. You know, like it, it moves around a lot because we have two dual markets that are transacting in it. And those markets so ha have the difference in those markets are the are, tax rate. And they're massive. Yeah, massive. They're massive, tax. massive competitors. And, and the tax rate and, and overhead. 
Exactly. Right. I mean, because you, you're not, you know, you're, 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 if you're operational out of your vehicle and I'm operational out of a building, big difference. You know, I'm paying fourteen, twenty thousand dollars a month to be here. Okay. And I'm you selling know, it out my trunk. Ooh, and then, just yeah. And this guy's selling, out and, and he's selling the same amount, you know, out of his yeah. fucking trunk. You know? We pay more in insurance than like most trap operations pay in total expenses. Correct. Yeah. And, and, and the, the, yeah, I mean, I mean, that, that's what we're trying to suggest is, is rational policy, cohesive policy across the industry. We're not trying to be unfair. I, th- I think the first thing is that the tax should be based on sales. You know, having a cultivation tax based on production that is predictive is unfair. You know, sure. like, like obviously all the operators want to add another acre to see if they can increase sales. But if the market bottoms out and they sell half as many acres, like the cultivation tax accounts for 75% of now their revenue. And, and, and again, that's the type of thing where we're saying, we'll make it just based on, like a variable rate based on a final sale. Or, I agree. So what, what gets moved, that's what gets sold. That's what gets taxed. Or, or a fixed rate that gets adjusted based on the market price of cannabis. You know, like you, you can't have this like $189 cultivation tax for a $400 pound. Like what we're going to do is clear the field and like put a cow on it. You know, it, it doesn't make sense to put cannabis on it until we figure out how to get the tax rate down. So, so I, I think it's a balancing act. You know, it's, it's understanding like where you can affect change right. and affecting it. And, and then getting back to work and, and just grinding your ass off. It's so hard, too, to figure it out, but God willing, something like that would happen. And how long have you been with this company now? Still a new company, isn't it? Um, it's a fairly new company. So it's, it's, it's about a year and two-month-old company, and I've been with them for about four months now. And, and I, like, like I said, I, I work with a very intelligent, very passionate team that comes from multiple walks of life. Like, we, we have talent that's traveled the world. Like, we, we have our breeder from, from DNA from Holland, and we, we have our CEO who does HVAC systems for all, all the major indoor growers across the state. So, so I mean, we, we have the knowledge base to, to really understand what we're getting into and what we're tackling. And, and again, it's really about polishing, po- polishing what we, we believe to be a very true industry. Very so nice. your primary customers, though, are the growers? Yeah, the primary customers are the growers. Outdoor, outdoor greenhouse you know, operations, right? Correct. We're our own customer as well. I and mean, we will gonna, also be operating our own farms and making our own products and brands as well. And, and, and do you plan on operating outside of the state as well or just California, hyperfocus California first? I, 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 <coughs> again, those are questions a little bit higher than, than I'm making right now, but sure. I'm sure there's always ambitions for MSO. That's, that's clearly the dream. It's the MSO push towards IPO. I, I, I can't speak for our higher-ups. I, I do really believe we do like the grassroots nature of our business and are happy with where we're at in life like we, we we have plenty to plenty of equity or plenty plenty of capital to accomplish what our goals are and, and we have a very big dream so until we, we achieve that there's no real reason to start looking outward well i can't wait to see that dream and if you're a big grower go ahead and check them out online at alchemy which is a-l-c-h-e-m-y dash 29.com it's adam moody it's cannabis talk 101 we come back adam we're going to talk about this low situation. Stay with us. You guys we'll be right stay with back us. after this. Stay with us. We'll be right back with Cannabis Talk 101. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. Bud Tender Awards, you guys, created by G4 Live with the vision to be the most ambitious and essential cannabis event ever. This show is designated and designed for people that want to take their business to the next level. Join us in Las Vegas, May 11th to the 14th, 2022 at the all-new Resort World. Snoop Dogg and Travis Barker will be performing all the way live together for the first time ever. Yes. If you don't go, you don't grow. It's Cannabis Talk 101. We're sitting here with Adam Moody, the Director of Manufacturing at Alchemy 29. And Adam, you know, I got a little birdie in my ear by the name of Amy that goes, Adam used to work at Lowell. I did indeed. You remember all the drama? There was a little. He doesn't. (laughs) He's able to talk about it. And I'm like, no way. First off, Lowell Cafe, Los Angeles, big company, Lowell, big company building. I mean, the headline of this art of this show is going to be something like. Low cafe, yeah. the true story. Former, former so and so. Adam, from there's been so many stories we've heard, and I feel like it goes back to the other podcast that we just did with the other Adam. Of all the stories yeah. that we've heard of MedMen and this and that, all Give the, the grease we've heard of Lowell Cafe and Lowell Business. That all being said, brother. How did you start with Lowell and how did you find them and take us through the whole drama that you went through there? Amazing. So the first thing I want to say is most of the people at Lowell were tremendously talented people that I have nothing but respect for. Nice. Um, Very well said. The first day I was brought in to... Except for... Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get there. Let's, let's, let's have story time. And like you can make your own judgments about the people that yeah, we're talking maybe. about. There's two sides to every story. And in this case, I think there's three. Yeah. So, so I remember pulling up to the corporate office on uh, uh, Cuenga before, before they had moved. And I, I just remember the first thing when I walked in, I was like, this must be the most successful weed company in the entire world. Like everything just before you worked there? Before I worked there. Like when I was going in to meet the CEO. It was I my second round. I felt that for, for a few minutes. The press was big. It was cra- yeah, it crazy. Was great, like great like. They had Sharon Stone and Woody Harrelson on the wall. Like everything was custom Italian marble. They were serving seven dollar bottles of kombucha in like like etched glass. Like it it 
it was awe inspiring. Yeah. First time I walk in, I'm like, this this place is crazy. You know, player. like, like Very. It, just like the packaging, everything had a place and it, 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 it everything's place was perfect. On point. On point. So I walk in and I, I remember it was the weirdest job interview that I've ever had to date because they already had a product. You know, this wasn't a job interview to like take over a role. This was a, a job interview to do one specific thing. And so, so they throw the box down and they tell me this really impassioned story. And they're like, we've tried to do a vape before. And I'm like, how did it go? And so, so the vape that they tried to do before was Suicide Girls vape. And like, that's actually a really funny story. The, all the vapes on the shelf after they made them, they turned dark black and they had to be recalled. Mm. Like, like you had a distillate mm. cartridge that was right, but roughly that color. Black. So, yeah, black. Literally trash. And so, so like they, 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 they realized that they can't go through those steps again without having a formulation guy. So the first formulation guy they got was like an edible guy. And he, had, he walked into his interview and told him that he could, he could make rosin and he could make solventless oils. And I, I remember I got, I got a call from this gentleman and he's like, I'm three months away from getting fired. Like, I really, I, I, I need a little assistance on this one. Will you consult on it? And I, I, I remember originally I was actually going to just pitch to white label this thing. I was like, I, I, I got a good relationship with this other company. Like, if I bring them Lowell, like, I, I become partner. So I, I like originally I, I, I was a little bit more ambitious with the deal, but th then they, they had other ideas in their mind. Like the first thing out, out, out of Eli's mouth, who the CEO at the time is he's like, no, you got to come work here. You got to be part of the family. Like this guy was amazingly good at making you feel like you guys were best friends, even though you didn't know each other. Right. You, you know, like I, I, I heard some stories on your podcast about how like people didn't drive around in airplanes and Lamborghinis. This particular gentleman so nice. like yeah no it, so so there was a black lamborghini that had law on the back of it and like that was pretty much like our version of the batmobile you know and and again like this this all went to that image that like oh my god everything about this place is polished got lambo the, the ba, ba, ba. right 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 doing so it. I, I, need to pull, I, I need to pull a couple lambos and put them in the back and stuff like that and get people really just jumping yeah, why not you know i mean just to get them all like oh shit, one that says grande one that says blue oh, yeah 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 he'd we'll get super creeped out that i would know where he was and Obviously, like like how many Lambos in LA are there that say LOL? So anytime somebody would see his car, they'd call me up, and then I would I, oh, I would just see. act like a creeper. I'd be like, "So what are you doing here, buddy?" Right, yeah. right. <laughs> so you guys are friends. Yeah, yeah we at, at, again the relationship started really, really great. You know, like like all, all good things like when, when when it's good, it's great. You know, sure. like they they had just gotten some new funding in. Like the the jar and the pre roll pack were famous. You know, mm -hmm. like everybody was talking about them. Like the the creative guys that worked at Lowell are still some of the best that the industry's ever seen. You know, cl the clamshells that they designed, the stories behind those packages are amazing. You know, what I would came in and did afterwards is I just expanded the brand. You know, I, I came in and after I so I had a funny story. The first first iteration of the vape pen I brought in, I, I was really just trying to get the flavor right. I wasn't worried about the clarity, and so it was a, a cloudy rosin vape, but it was smokable. It was emulsified, and I remember I handed it to the the founder of the Lowell concept. A, a gentleman named Sean Black. He's also the founder of Suicide Girls, which is how those, those relationships intersected. And I remember handing him the vape, and I remember he took a taste of it. He looked at me, threw it straight in the trash. Wow. Nice. Yeah. yeah now, like, th this is when I learned the binary nature of successfully developing a product. You're like, respect. Yeah. Was, <laughs> I, I, respect. <laughs> you know, you get that, like, little tear. You, like, you think you did a good job, and you're like, yeah. and then you're like, uh, yeah. then, then you get, <laughs> yeah, th th then, then you get in ornery mode, and you're like, oh, next time? I'm gonna put you down, you know, like so. So it it, it really built me up. Like I, I I remember when I first started at Law, I I honestly thought I was in the best place on earth, doing the best job. You know, it wasn't until like little things started like falling through the cracks that did we realize like like it wasn't as polished on the inside as it was on the outside. 
So, so like, I'll, I'll give you a great story. The, f the first three months that we were, were, we were making, uh, doing the R&Ds over at Lowell, like we were working under a, f a formulation license. So we had to order the rosin and then we could formulate the rosin that we brought in, an infusion license. And I, I remember what, like I finally got the R&D done for this product and I went back to the office and I was like, okay, let's start making it. And, and they said to me, well, can you make it under an N license? And I was like, not effectively. Buying rosin to put into a vape pen, you're not gonna get the margin, you need, you need to make the rosin yourself. So, so we started applying for a type six license immediately. But I, I remember that that same founder of the company was like, we're, we're not waiting three months to make a vape pen. And I, I was like, so what do you suggest? And he's like, well, we have this, we have this friend over here, uh, like a partner relationship and, and they have a type six facility that we can operate out of, we can lease. And I, I said, cool, the three things that I need to make rosin is I need access to ice, I need access to water and I need a drain. So he takes me over to the building and what are the three things this building does not have? Water. Keep going. Drain. Yep. So, so Shut up. for the first three months, we would truck in IBC cages full of RO water, ice, our hash washers, everything. So we would set up the operation. We would run all the water and hash that we had. No. I, I'm not even lying. This is the, the first iteration Who of Lowell's vape pen was made out of IBC cages. Wow. Really? 100%. Yeah. And, and like, like I said. a lot of extra money. A ton, you know, like all we had to right. do was wait two months. And I, I, I remember that this is when I finally met the CFO. Like I, like I, I, I get an email that says, uh, I, we need to talk a little bit. I need to figure out like, why is so much money being spent in your yeah, department? Like, yeah. Like yeah. what is this margin? Like who, who did this analysis? And I walk into his office and I, I explained to him, I was like, no, I said this was a bad idea. And, and, and he's like, so why are we doing it? And I was like, well, we, we made this weird false logic that getting this to market sooner would be better. You know, like it, it was during the big push when Lowell was in 400 stores, you know, we, we were, we were doing a lot of revenue. You want to keep, you keep the. Keep, it's okay to take some. Some revenue is better than none. Correct. And and the the, the way we developed even the package, if it, even if it gets a loss, is the box was so big it. it took up a bunch of shelf space. So the idea was if we could get it on the, on the shelf, we, like we, we would stand out so well based on the brand recognition that that it, it would carry itself. So we started creating these inventory levels based on these like fictitious ambitions that were based on like false metrics, and and that that's when it started becoming this like we, we it felt like we were chasing our tail a little bit you know like mm. we, we 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 had this we had this creative meeting where i got called into an office and i, I was like i want to make nine different flavors so that we can keep this thing rotating and, and we can keep it relevant we can keep dispensaries ordering it and i, I remember the the same founder he says to me he's like there's only one good flavor we're just gonna make that one really i'm like you want to make an entire no this is famous there's a, you, uh, one of the one of the, few, the guys that works here was like why do you only make pink lemonade and i was like I'm not entirely sure. Like, I, I think we just had to run out of our friend's pink lemonade before we could start making something else. And don't get me wrong. One of the best strains. It won an Emerald Cup. Like, it was a hash maker's dream. Great strain. But, like, you don't found a vape pen on one strain. So, like, just imagine, like, how hard it was to recreate the other strains after we had already done an initial push with stores. So, like, we send out all this pink lemonade to all of our flagship stores. So, they're all putting it on their shelf. And, like, we start getting back these, these calls from our sales reps, and they're like, they, they need an indica and a sativa. We're like, yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. Like, if you're going to market a hybrid, you yeah. got you to market the other two. So can right. it be lemonade and pink lemonade? Like, pink lemonade should have been the, you know, sativa. And, yeah. Or what happened. Or, yeah. or whatever. I mean, something, right? But go ahead. So, so that, that, that's when, like, I, my, my, my role shifts significantly. Like, like my, my, my best friend was a chemist that ended up coming to Lowell, too. And he, he was the one who ended up doing most of the grunt work in the lab. But what would happen is, is we had to go into procurement because we had to source 
and create product for stores that would get into the store within 15 to 21 days. You know, we had a, a three-month runway to get pink lemonade in the store. We had a 21-day runway to replace it. And <laughs> yeah, so, so I, I mean, like, like, like I said, it, 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 it was, I, there's no need to throw anything under the bus. Well, like the ambition that really pushed us in this direction was this, just like you said, it, it was to get there first and, and to take as much space in, sure. in the dispensary as possible. You, you, gotta, you, gotta, you have the opportunity to take it, right? Yep. Don't. And, well, no, we're talking about the loss, right? I mean, it's like when, when you make a decision, right? You're like, okay, what am I going to do? I'm going to go take a loss. Why? Well, because I have the opportunity to get into 400 stores right now, and they're they're waiting for the product. And, and I can if I wait make more product, months, make more If money. I wait two months, the hype behind Lowell might not be here. So we have to lose money by shipping the shit in here, getting it in, and then you know bringing the processes, even though it's going to cost us more money than we're going to make. We get the we get the ball rolling, and then on the second run, we're we're back to making profitable. Exactly, in, in theory. In theory, the second run was vastly successful. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm never going to dog the vape pen. It was a great line. the The reality was is the launch. We we had some significant growing pains because we we didn't really apply that market research that was necessary for the launch. Um, and for, fortunately, the launch went so well. They let me design six other products for them. So it 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 wasn't That's all dope. bad. Yeah. yeah, we we did sure. f f full melt hash for them. We we. We did uh, bu bubble. We did Keef. We did infused pre rolls. We did uh, a, a rosin dart. We did a disposable vape, and we did mints. So you 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 have successfully took all those different product lines and then put them into over 400 stores with Low. Yep. Fantastic. Now, now where, where did it go bad then? I mean, uh, where's this bad part of this whole? I, I, well, as you know, Lowell's pretty famous for a pretty specific lawsuit that we, we, we had to en engage in. And, and only because it's public and only because we came out of it in a positive light do I, do I feel so confident in speaking about it. But again, there, there was a, a turbulent year at Lowell where we went from having a, a pop-up in Nuwu in Vegas where we were at the top of the world. Jose Andres was cooking food for us. And then literally the next day we find out that the largest law suit in California history has been served on on law for 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 uh, uh, for operating a cannabis activity on, on under expired license on Sunset Boulevard no is it where was that at then? that was some I, I believe it was somewhere up uh, in Central California oh really so, so it wasn't even the one in LA no so I thought it was the whole time that's no so that that's why well, this well, news was so bad but yeah. were they all affected at that point I mean obviously not not by I'm saying, were they all shot down at that point? Did they stop all the, the entire licensing? or No. So what they actually found out is after the investigation, they found out that we, we did not actually know that the license had expired on the facility we were storing material, and we were still treating the material as fully legal. So what, what, what really put us in a positive light and a, allowed us to move forward was the fact that all the product that entered into the space was compliantly tested, although it wasn't compliantly packaged because of the, la the lapse in license at the facility where it was put in two pre-rolls. Oh, so that's where it went wrong. Then. Yeah, just like remember the old days when you, you had a farm that had a manufacturing. You was could that the BCC that came in, slid in? Or it was the Attorney General, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah, See, that's that's, that's a little different. Yeah, it's a little different. Yeah, they, they, oh. they, they passed it up. The, the result of it, though, like I, like I said, we, it, it was ultimately settled, and, and then we, we had to go through forensic audits for the rest of our pretty much existence. We, like, it was funny. The only thing that made it a little bit alleviated was the fact that COVID had just hit. So we're going through forensic audits through video chat. So it was a little less forensic than you would expect if they wow. got that in. That helps. Yeah. That helps a lot. Bro. Yeah. I mean, you just never yeah. know what's going to be hidden. Yes. Oh, you Photoshop. Yeah. But no, I, I mean, it, it, it was still. <laughs> You're not even there. 
What's behind that wall? Nothing right here. Look, I'm showing like, you. Here you go. Here you go. I'm showing you right here. I'll just show you everything. Like, what is this? Oh, dude? it makes it so my, clear. My, my kids. My here's the perfect thing. My kids are. You know, now they're 17 and, and 18, about to 17 and 19, and they, they're in high school still. One of them's still in high school, and, and the other one's just graduating. But you know, they literally got a video where it just shows my son. So it looks like he's working the and whole time. The whole time he does like a one-hour deal where he's just on a loop. And it's just a loop, so the teachers see him doing a the whole gangster loop. Gangster boys, I love it. That's he's so looking, smart. he's looking at the screen, and uh, for, one hour, for one hour, this kid does a whole thing. And then I'm like sitting on, I'm walking in the room. I'm like, what are you? I said, how are you on the screen? And in in class, in class, and you're on on your bed, playing on your phone. How how is this possible? It looks like you're on the screen on the phone. I'm walking in the room like, hey, what's up, dude? He's like, hey, he's laying on his bed. And 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 he and his screen's moving and his face is on there and his whole class is talking. I'm listening to his teacher talk and I'm going, "How the hell are you on the screen?" And he's like, "Oh, it's a new app, dude. It just we just you know." Bowl Cafe put this app out. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean. I'm just being. Funny. I, yeah, I really would have needed that app to help me pull some some metric tags because that, that was the, the this this audit was so interesting to me because the way that it works is they already have numbers. They show up with a big list. And, and they basically just start going through that list and you have to provide the entire chain of custody for that list to show that you did the compliant transaction. So, I'm, I mean, the, the, the one lapse that we had was filing systems because like, like we had digitized most of this stuff so we could look it up and knew it existed. But like actually finding the tags was really like, and the guy just sits there. Like, sure. just like you said, like the app, he's just sitting there staring at you and you come back and you're like, I need to check this file. He's like, well, take as much time as you need. I'm not going anywhere. Really? Do yeah. You, do you, player? Yeah. I'm on the state. I'm on get, state time. Exactly. I'll get paid overtime. Just go ahead. And I'll, I'll wait. Big. And I need this from so, you. So, so how does that end up? I mean, I mean, obviously you guys passed. Well, Lowell shut down over there, right? Downtown. They shut. No, so ultimately, Lowell was acquired. So no, we we passed the audit and we were successfully acquired. And and Lowell Low was acquired by Indus Holdings, and that's what became who, who Lowell Farms. It? Indus Holdings. Indus. Indus. Yeah, they yeah. they so, they were up in Salinas. And so and so and, and so is that someone that's behind him that's involved with them as well, or was it just another company that just said, "Hey, come on, I'll we'll take you guys and call it a day." Uh, so, so again, I'm, this is a little speculative, but I, I, I know, I'm pretty confident about this information. So originally, I believe that they were white labeling and co-packing Island, and and they they had this ambition to have their own brand so that they could vertically integrate the p production. Lowell at the time was kind of a weak player in the space because our ability to self-farm was fairly limited. So, so what what happened is is there was a great opportunity for an M&A, and eventually it was determined that just a buyout acquisition was in, in a better interest. And then change the name. Change the name. Yeah. Low, why would you buy out and change the name? I mean, that makes no sense. I mean, it almost feels like they did like, something. Why wrong. would you just start your own your new your new process, like the new the new brand, and keep with a name that's already has a brand you know and a name mark like, out there? If you're gonna buy Lowell, right? You I buy Lowell. Lowell and you want Lowell. Right? I want Lowell. Yeah, you don't change the Lowell name. Lowell's a good name. I yeah. thought it had a good name. No, yeah. Lowell Farms is still an okay name. They just went from Lowell Herb Company to Lowell Farms. They're no longer Indus. You know, like oh, it's the, Lowell Herb Farm Company. So yeah, so we were called Lowell Herb Company. That was the if you look at the packaging, it says Lowell LHC. If you look at in Indus became Lowell Farms. And oh, the, got you. The now idea it's was Farms. correct. Yeah, the Think idea was that, that they had the farm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm sorry I if I missed. I, no, yeah, I thought they dumped the name. I did too. No, That's you're, talking the, yep. you're talking Alphabet Google right now. To, correct. To, yeah, yeah, they yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, they just you. made it more like uh, opportunistic for what they actually do. You know, Herb is not 
a an appropriate word for what they're trying totally to describe how a far, farm is. And yeah. I, I appreciate the, the the change, you know? Yeah. Like Lowell Farms is great. Is it the That's, same leadership there with the same guys leading it that you text and say, Hey, we just seen the Batmobile over here and all this other stuff? Oh no. Every every everybody changed hands, myself included. Like like in Indus bought IP and, and they, they had a very talented team that was capable of making similar products and, and, and similar platforms. And move out the way, let's go. Yeah, move out the way, let's go. And, you know, and how are they performing today in your opinion? Uh, I, you're welcome to look at their stock price. I, I, I don't talk negatively about people that I have worked with in the past. They, they, they do the things that they do. I, I would have done some things differently, but I'm, I'm confident that they'll move forward and, and hopefully be, be better than they, they are now. I love your approach. It's and and that's a great, and not only that, it's very respectable, but it's an honest approach too. I, I feel the same way too, like about certain things, unless somebody. That's how I rock, period. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's, like, how, that's how, we, how, we, how we, I would expect. I, that's what we expect too. Like, you know what I mean? Like what you, you just expect. said. Like, you'd expect cats to be like that. Like, look, man, we made money there. We did our thing. If something went wrong or south. We didn't make money. We worked together. We're yeah, friends. We, together. Yeah, we, we're went, we, walked we're through, we walked through the storm, man. What's up? I'm still friends with the OGs. I, I mean, like the, the the war stories were worth maintaining the friendships. You know, like I don't believe in burning bridges. You know, you learn from these things. You, you don't you don't throw people under the bus. You didn't, sure. You don't, you don't stop working with them. You just acknowledge that may, maybe you need to be a little bit more cautious in the future, or, or maybe stay away, like if in your own self interest. But but again, like I, I evolved in this space because of that opportunity in a way that I will always owe those people for. You know, like I I, I learned financial acuity from the CFO. You know, sure. the COO is still one of the people that I respect. That's that the mentor. Most today. They're mentors. Mentor. Mentor. All, all yeah, of those guys yeah. are mentors. The dude with the yeah. tattoos in Lake Forest that you went to jail for. That 100%. was a mentoring. Uh, you know, may he rest there. in peace. You know, well, he like, no, I he passed well on us unfortunately. Oh, so, no, so, yeah, no. Yeah. Out of honor to him, I, I tell his story. He was the first forty-five cap in Orange County. You know, like like not everyone has a colored past. It, it, it's about rehabilitation. And he was just trying to make a life for his family. Yeah, it's I, true. Well, oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, that being said, we didn't say anything about his past, but that guy had a rough start, right? He did. You know, like like a, a, a lot of the people that work in this industry worked in this industry as a result of, of committing a trouble. crime, getting yeah. in trouble. You know, it was an opportunity to make money, even if you'd gotten in trouble. So 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 uh, again, I, I always try to look at people with the most positive light and I have nothing but respect for him. But yeah, I, I, I think it was one of those things where no matter how he had it, kind of aligned himself, it was ultimately going to fail because un unfortunately, just like you guys said, it, there's not a lot of room in this industry for, for darkness. You know, we, sure. we, we need to lead with the light. And I, 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 that, that's what I learned from him. You know, I, I learned college. Sure. I learned stoner is an interesting term, not necessarily negative, but I'm a businessman first. You know, yeah. I'm very passionate. I'm an entrepreneur, you know, like I don't consider myself a Lodi. Like my mom always goes through the list of terms that she used to have. Lodi. Yeah. You know, like all, all those like 80s, 90s terms for like, like funny duddies that, that were the smoking the herbs, the, right, the hippie right. cabbage. Oh, I love it. And, and I, I, I look at her and I'm like, mom, you're nothing but proud of me. She's like, yeah, but I still like live it, live it, live, talking. Talk and jive, you know. So it's it's really she lives it, yeah. She does keeps it alive, you know. That's awesome. So man. so so listen, Adam. I mean, the, I mean, I I love your story. Anything that we're missing here before we let you get on out of here? I mean, you know, that we didn't cover that you want to cover. Uh, I don't think so. I think we got everything. I I mean, I, I've always had great opportunities to work at places. Just seeing the interesting things that happen behind the scenes always interesting. One of the things that Lowell did really amazing, and I will never forget, is they threw a bitchin' party. Like yeah. when we used to have bud tender parties at like 
Those were some, some great real, parties. Real good times. Yeah. It's always that, that's always the best part, right? Yeah. Like, we do great uh, parties, too, in my book. Yeah. Like, we host and we present great events where we care. We want to make sure you have a good time and all the good things that happen. And I agree with you. Those are some memorable moments. We like to do that for people as well. Especially you guys. Yeah, no, I've, I've been to a couple of your guys' events and, like, just wow. You know, like you guys know how to entertain. You guys know how to make people, everyone feel like they're a VIP. They're, they're great experiences. Well, you are a VIP. And high before five. we do let you go, we do want to do that VIP high five with Adam Moody, the director of manufacturing at alchemy 29 now how old are you the first time you smoked cannabis and where'd you get it from adam uh 16 my mom's my mom had a catering gig at 5 a.m and i wanted the neighbor kids to drive me home so she at, knocked on their door while they were hotboxing and asked them if they, if they would take me to school she, she didn't identify that they were smoking so they just nerdy adam first day i was in chess club at the time Ooh, I, nice. yeah I, academic <laughs> decathlon so so they said they get me hotbox uh el camino i fell asleep in first period of english nice. and Reynolds nice. will remember this story. Yeah, no, literally passed <laughs> out under Reynolds. the desk. No way. 100%. Thought you were dead, huh? What are you so doing? let me ask you this. Being in chess club, did you love the Queen's Gambit? Did I love the Queen's Gambit? I, I love everything on Netflix. It puts me to sleep. It's, it's like a lullaby. But the Queen's Gambit and chess is just one of those shows that I never would think that in my wildest dreams I would say, oh, my God, this movie. What's it about? It's about a girl who plays chess. And I loved it. I, it's I a really series that it. makes you go, oh, my God, this is amazing. Such a good story. It was in that final chess battle. Like it was really compelling. I really epic. did enjoy it. The only thing I didn't Rocky like movie. is it was a little short. You know, like you, you got through it really quick for a Netflix show. You know, like like I, I kind of like something that I can binge watch for a few days, not like a day, but otherwise. Have you hit show. up Emily in Paris yet? I have not yet. I'm Ooh, gonna have to check it out. Am I? Check that out. I yeah, will. Go ahead and check that out. Question number two, Blue. Question number two of the high five. What is your favorite way to use or smoke cannabis? I'm a dabber, solventless. Like I, I, I my, my. I, I will try other people's product out of respect, but generally speaking, out of the last 18 years I've been in cannabis, 99% of what I've ingested, I've made. Really? No shit. You've made? Yeah, or grown. Yep. I, 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 like, like I said, I, I believe in providence. I believe in knowing what I put into my body. So I, I've, I've had a role or contributed or otherwise made everything that I've smoked over the last 18 years. I love that. That is amazing. You know why? You know exactly you know, what you're putting in your body. I mean, let's keep it 100. Like who, well, you it smoked outside, me? though, didn't you? Yeah, like I said, but but again, we got that from we got that from Adam. You know, like yeah, like yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. he said, try it. Like yeah, Amy, whatever. Yeah, but we know we know Adam the had some. Amy had, but some, again, yeah. I, I I do like the, the the idea of it. You know, it, it for for many years though, I could very much understand you because I was involved in it. You know what I mean? Like you're like you, you literally walk out the house and be like, yo, I'm gonna smoke this one. Like you might have five different brands that you're rocking with, and you're like, yo, this is my. My strand, you know what I mean? I'm a, and oh, this start, one does this for start, today. And you start taking that and you're living off of that one, that harvest, and you, you, you kind of just know what your baby is and you start rocking with it, you know what I mean? It's, you got to uh, talk to Amy about this, but she'll tell you, when I, go, when I go to the Cannabis Cup to go meet vendors and talk shop, I usually pull out of my pocket and give them something to smoke. Very yeah. rare, yeah, very yeah. rarely do I sample at the table, but I will often pull something out that they say doesn't exist. I'm like, have, have you tried a, a, a solventless terpene sauce? And they're like, that doesn't exist. And I'm like, here you go. Yeah, I made it myself. Uh, yeah. Like I said, yeah. I made it this morning. I, I don't know if you know, but I'm the manufacturing director over here. I oh, yeah. Manufacture yeah. Anything. This is what I do. In charge of prototyping. So I, I make things that we never sell. So like, tr trust me, there's, there's a bunch of things that still haven't been made. That's so cool. <laughs> Question and, and number three of the high five with Adam Moody. Craziest place you ever used cannabis or smoked? Uh, the Great Wall of a Country that I don't want to name. but The Great China. Wall of a Country. Mm -hmm. wow. It was That's a good place. That's it, had, cool. it had seeds in it. I, I remember, like, I, again, I was a really stubborn, Did you get a piece stubborn kid. So, so no, it was it was an apple. 
and and it was during a music festival. Paul Oakenfold was performing at a, a electronic music festival on the Great Wall of China, China called the Yen on the Great Wall. Wow. And I remember it was my birthday gift because I I, sell, I was in China for 10 weeks that overlapped my birthday. And the, the other English people in the group bought me this ticket to this event. Oh, dope. And I, I remember I literally bought dirt weed from an African in China. And I brought it with me to the Great Wall of China and on a rainy morning was sitting in a tower, chiefed it up. Dude, let me ask you this. Fun. Let me ask you this. Um, you know, China, dude, 10 weeks in China. I mean... You know, I'm surprised you came back, bro. Uh, I, I I can't wait to go back. Like you almost didn't leave, huh? It, it was hard, you know. Like because Americans are like celebrities, there, right? Celebrities. They You're, take your picture. They hand you like kids. So what I was doing to sustain my lifestyle well, in China been that big. is I was like, I was teaching English to so wealthy families to get rid of the accents because English is compulsory in China, but they don't they learn it from Chinese speakers. So the wealthy people in China that plan on having their their kids like do international business, they'll have us Americans actually take them for a day and just teach them vernacular English. So they'd like pay for me to go to like the park, theme parks, like laser just tag. Talk to them all just day. talk to them all day. And I made I, I made U.S. wages in China. I remember I had an internship for a company that represented Johnny Walker and Audi. And halfway through the internship, I was like, I'm making four times as much money, and I work a quarter of the time. Like, I love you guys. I'll do some events. I'll do some translating, but I'm out. You just follow people wow. around. Follow yeah. people around and talk to them. No, I, I had a little like a six or seven year old kid that like barely even talked, but he would like point at animals and he panda, and you'd be like. Panda, you know, just say, and he, say and, he, and he go panda, yeah. And he go panda, and you're panda. Like, panda, yeah, panda. that's great. You panda. Can you do that with my kids too? <laughs> if you need, if you need me to, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Question number four of the high five: What is your go-to munchies after you get high? Anything fried. I, it, hot and fried. I, I, I'm. It, it's always fried. You know, like I'll, I'll find myself like literally do the egg sa salad sandwich when I, I get myself those. really high. I love I, those. Yeah. Yep. Just, yeah. just what do you just regular, right? Just, just, just mayonnaise, the egg, and then and some salt. And a lot of people don't do the mayonnaise though. I do mayonnaise on it all day. I'm all, I'm you a mayonnaise, mayonnaise guy. I do it with mayonnaise. Oh. I do. I, but I, my I point is, like I know a, a lot. Of, I've ran into a lot of people that don't salads? do. How do you do it without mayonnaise? I'm just saying. I know a lot. Of, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know how they do it either. A lot of people don't put mayonnaise on. What do you put in it there? On egg salad sandwich? I don't know. I hang out with too many healthy people in Orange County. You know what I'm saying? I got too many healthy people. No, no, no. Yeah, it's a Hispanic thing. Uh, for me, being yeah, Hispanic, probably, you know yeah, what I'm saying? I'm yeah, like, well, I had mayonnaise, too. I think, like, you know, I don't know. my wife was like, my put no mayonnaise, put some my, olive oil in it. Macaroni salad for me. <laughs> macaroni salad is just mayonnaise and, and the thing. And start adding all the extra stuff You know stuff what I mean? Just go. Starts with some mayo. Question number five. Question number five of the high five. If you could smoke cannabis with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and why? I don't know. Probably Winston Churchill. I'd want to hear the stories. You know, like I, I remember, like growing up, my like favorite people to talk to were like the guys that like 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 really fought these like big massive battles. Like I, I wouldn't want to smoke with a stoner because like I've smoked with some impressive stoners. What I'd really want to do <laughs> is I'd really want to get a guy high that never in a million years would smoke and hear the fascinating things that came out of his mouth. You know? Yeah. So true. Right? So so true. Like, what is he gonna say? What yeah. kind of stories so, so you get out true. of? Yeah, like, or like you remember the first time you got high. Imagine doing that to the prime minister during World War II. You know, yeah. like he'd be like, oh, the, the cactus told me not to tell you about the peace treaty. You know, yeah. like it'd, it'd be something cool. 
Churchill. It would be. It would be. That's a good one. That's an interesting one. I think we have somebody else say that before, though. I've yeah, heard I him. I've heard Churchill, him before. Yeah. Churchill's been came Churchill, up. Yeah. Is there anything we missed? So I know Blue's at you. That anything, Adam, that you want to get out there before we let you go? No. Last thing. I'm pretty famous in Lake County. Apparently, there's a, a small horse farm, and you're not supposed to feed them bird seed. And I learned that the really hard way. So, so if you ever come to Lake County, I'll show you the farm that I'm no longer allowed to harass the small horses on. <laughs> Look up Adam Moody out there. Appreciate you, Thank brother. Thank you all. Hey, man. It's Cannabis Talk 101. And remember this. If no one else loves you, we, we do. Bam! Thank you for listening to Cannabis Talk 101 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at Viking.com.